Welcome to the Flipping Real Estate Like the Pros podcast. Here you'll learn everything you need to know to be a successful real estate entrepreneur and achieve the financial freedom you've always wanted. We talk with real experts about their experiences, their accomplishments, and more importantly, how you can learn from their mistakes so you can jumpstart your business and fortify your strategic alliances. There's no BS, no fluff, zero guru talk, just real real estate knowledge. Let's get started. What's going on, Alliance? It's Greg here again, and today I have another special guest for you. Today, I have Scott Orban with me out of Dallas, Texas with Acosta Investments. So, Scott, thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, man. I'm glad to be here. I'm getting over a little cold and I sound a little raspy or old, uh, but man, I'm excited to be here, add value where I can, and uh, answer any questions, man, to help out your Alliance. Awesome. Thanks, man. So tell us a little about yourself, Scott, uh, where you're, you're obviously in Dallas, but tell us a little bit about your, your investing career, uh, how you got started and stuff like that. Right. Man, I'd say I've been in real estate world for about nine years and uh, we reside here. Uh, my business is in Dallas, uh, Texas. And uh, man, it's been quite a journey. Uh, we started off uh, flipping houses like most people. And uh, we said, hey, I'm, I'm tired of, of chasing subcontractors. I, I'd rather kill one than fire one. And so uh, we ended up doing some wholesaling. So really fundamentally right now, my team, I've got a team about 17 people. Uh, last year, we contracted 250 deals. And so uh, that's our bread and butter is our wholesale team. And then uh, occasionally we do some coaching. We help uh, other investors who are doing about 30 to 50 deals scale up higher than that. So we take on about three to five of those. And then last year we uh, started a, uh, an invite uh, only mastermind. So uh, we've got three businesses going on. Uh, but the thing that really makes that possible is uh, having a very solid team in place uh, that run the business day in and day out. So it's my business partner, Chris and I, and uh, that's it, my man. All the deals we do is in DFW. So we don't do any virtual wholesale. Uh, it's all right here. Okay. Tell us a little bit about how that came, came about then. How did you scale up quickly? I mean, give me a quick synopsis. How do you, how you guys scaled up quickly to doing 250 transactions last year? Yeah. So uh, fundamentally, when you first start off, uh, and again, I want to kind of gear, your, gear it towards your audience who are looking to really grow from where they're at is when you first start off, uh, you're the one that's doing everything fundamentally. Uh, you're the one that's ahead a of the marketing department. You're ahead of the sales. You're ahead of the finances. You're ahead of operations. And uh, everything usually begins to work at that level, especially if, you're, if you've worked a long nine-to-five job and you dive into real estate. You're like, man, I love the, the taste of this freedom. And so when you get started off, uh, I remember someone insulted us in a good way. They said, hey, all right, I'm going to come in as an experienced business guy. And he says, I want to see what you guys are doing. I want to hear what you guys are doing. And uh, he's like, all right, so really what you guys are, you think you have a business, but really you're just a deal finder. And I said, man, that's insulting. Yeah, uh, I think that's it. And so really that began to shift my mindset to say, hey, how can we get this real estate endeavor turned into an actual business and with that it's okay rising above not not being the one that goes and signs a contract not being the genius that knows everything 
but really begin to empower people to run your business like it should. So fundamentally, uh, the reason why we got there, and again, it, it's a journey. No one, no one does this overnight. Um, but I'd say everything is mindset. And then um, uh, I'd say the second thing would be strategic coaching. Um, someone that's been there, done that, holds you accountable and gets you there further faster. I'd say those are the two biggest ingredients for us, Greg, to kind of uh, grow our business uh, on a scalable side. Okay. So at what point did you guys start hiring employees? Yeah, right off the get-go, my man. Uh, okay. You know, just uh, I'm sure that most people who are have an entrepreneur mindset you know, they're willing to be the one that jumps off the cliff and figure it out on the way down. And usually with that, right, we're the visionary ones. We're the ones willing to risk it. And by the end of the day, we're the ones that keep saying, hey, I want to go. I want to I grow. And what gets left in the, in the back is a bunch of details, right? There's paper strung all over the place. Yeah. And the first thing that I think anyone needs to do is hire an assistant. Um, someone that is the opposite of your strengths to come in and compliment you. And uh, for us, that was the first sign of momentum is someone taking over paperwork, taking over the backside of things and really enabling us to continue to grow it, build it, and either do more sales, things like that. So the first thing is I always tell anyone, hire an assistant, you know, a virtual assistant or an actual physical assistant next to you and begin to know how to lead someone. Um, treat them with respect, clear, have clear system, systems in place, uh, operations. Uh, I mean, that's just a huge learning curve for anyone that's new. You want to grow, hire someone. I think it's been the biggest challenge uh, for us is just to know how to hire the right person, empower them, make sure it's clear, and reward them appropriately. Um, I know there's a lot of cool marketing strategies. There's all that. But you'll never grow more than when you start to hire people, in my opinion. Awesome. So who, who does the marketing? Do you have actually a marketing director of some sort? or Because or, you just mentioned marketing. So how are you guys doing that for your business? Right. So right now, uh, my business partner and I, it's taken about a year and a half really to structure our business. And what mm -hmm. I call myself now a visionary. Um, and so really my job is to come up with ideas. And so the team, we have an executive team that says, hey, here's the ideas we want you guys to focus in on. And so when we first started off, I had to be the genius on marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I held that thing closely. And so we started about six years ago, just going full-time on wholesaling. And at that time, direct mail was amazing. I was in the beginning end of that where you can send it out and you'd get like a 5 to 10% response rate, right? Sure. And um, as time goes on and as a team built, uh, I had to kind of slowly uh, loosen the grip out of that, uh, out of my hands, because if I'm trying to control everything, I'm, I know without a doubt things are just not going to grow at the rate I want it to grow. And so right now we've empowered a specific lady in our team. And right now, Greg, just to kind of give you an idea, uh, at my heyday, I was doing about 120 to 150,000 pieces of direct mail per month. Holy and uh, as time goes on, as the competition goes up, education goes up, more people want to get in, and it's great. Uh, go for it. 
Um, even last month, uh, we actually decided to stop doing direct mail because it wasn't profitable. Us too, actually. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, so the, the first thing I would say to the, to the Alliance or anyone who's starting off, you got to be able to measure your numbers. Now, if you're a one-man team, it's easy to make numbers work because you do everything. Uh, there's low overhead, right? Uh, but here's fundamental business 101. If it's not making you money, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, who is your coach? Uh, for coaching, no, man. For we business. end up going to a math. Uh, a mastermind and you know I can't say this enough if if you're not around some some people who can stretch you who are doing bigger and better things and you don't act like an idiot and you can come in and ask some really strategic intentional questions mm -hmm. man you're you're gonna grow yep. uh, just by osmosis and so but here's the other thing I would say is you know someone who's starting off it's all about energy right there's a direct correlation of what you have because of your energy investments. And so, you know, if you're going to invest in yourself, uh, I'd see coaching as the primary way for me to grow and even grow my business. And so when we first started off, it was a lot of um, free coaching. I'd, I'd hound people. And then at that point when we started to make money, I invested in myself five, 10, 15, 25, $35,000 to get around people who would dispel knowledge that I knew I can turn it into profitability. And so when we first started off, and this might be really good for your alliance here, whenever you invest in the right coach for where you're at, you should get about a, a one to five, one to 10, a one to 20 return on that. So if you spend 10 grand, expect to make 50, 100, or 250,000 off that coach's wisdom and insight for your business. Sure. And if you think about it, that's a good investment. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I just challenge your, your alliance here. Do it. Find the right person. Invest in yourself because we're, if your business grows, it's because of, uh, because of you. So on the key, let's talk in marketing because that's always like the biggest topic in wholesaling because if, if, if you're an alliance uh, member and you've been listening for a long time, you know I, 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 I harp on that you are not a real estate investor as a as a wholesaler, you're a marketer. So on the marketing, so what did you guys start funneling your, your marketing dollars towards if you're not going to be doing direct mail anymore? Right. Absolutely. You've always got to have a plan in place. And even with that plan, um, even the thing I would say before marketing, right, is you got to know your numbers. And for a lot of entrepreneurs, they're allergic to numbers because it's like, Hey, as long as money's coming in. So, um, you know, I know I was actually listening to one of your podcasts. I can't remember who was on there, but the golden golden ratio, right, mm -hmm. is, hey, you put in a certain amount of dollars in marketing and what's your return, right? So um, I think everyone's got to know that. So anyone who's starting off, I'm not knocking direct mail. If it's profitable, know your numbers. And, uh, and that goes with anything, PPC, Facebook, YouTube, driving for dollars, bandit signs, uh, television, whatever. So, uh, Greg, when we first started off, um, uh, direct mail was our, our, our primary means. And then at the same time, we wanted to come in. We hired a coach specifically to teach us radio. And so um, we had marketing budgets of about 60 to 75 grand per month. And so with that, uh, radio has been really good for us. Uh, really? It's taken about two years to perfect that. Absolutely, man. 
So our monthly budget right now is about thirty-five grand on radio. I think wow. we're on seven to eight stations. Okay. And uh, it, it's a one to four, maybe one to five ratio on return right now. And that's so, incredible. Uh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And, and so we have a lady that's just dedicated to the radio side of things. She makes sure that um, the ads are played on time, uh, that they're played, period. If there's any refunds, she's on them. Uh, the stations, the, the actual ad, I mean, she runs that thing. And so um, she's awesome at it. And it's taken uh, years to perfect that. So we're at a really good spot. And so right now, we have been ramping up Facebook, YouTube, and um, some SEO on our side. Um, and I wouldn't say it's like unbelievable. We're probably at about a month, month and a half, and we've seen some good things. So I'm not really the expert on that quite yet. Okay. Um, but we ended up shifting from from direct mail to that. And then the third thing I would say is too is we we try to buy a lot of deals from other investors. I have mm. one of the biggest cash buyers list. So you want to know the most profitable thing and the biggest leverage part of my business. And I challenge your alliance to know what that is. For us, it is our backside buyers list. I've got 20 plus thousand investors who buy from us every week. And I let them know, hey, if, uh, if, if they've got a deal, I want to buy it and the numbers make sense, I buy it. If we want to try to do a cold wholesale situation, um, I make sure it's done right. And uh, those are extremely profitable because my marketing dollars uh, is practically zero on that. That's awesome. Yeah, we do the same. Uh, we just trying to do more with us. That's great, man. Yeah, we do a lot of the same thing. We do a lot of cold wholesaling. So we do um, a lot of joint ventures. Uh, and we sell you know, other wholesalers deals that are getting started. It's one of the best ways to just get hooked up with the guys like you and me. If you're brand new that don't have a big buyer's list to be able to sell every deal out. Do you have a question you just can't seem to find the answer to? Do you need to bounce ideas off a trusted expert? Do you want suggestions on how to improve your existing business strategy and real estate investing? Or do you wish you could get advice from a real estate expert that's been there and done that? Go to gregscoaching.youcanbook.me and book a free coaching call with me today. You'll have exclusive one-on-one -on -one time to go over whatever it is you need in order to propel your business to the next level. Again, that's gregscoaching.youcanbook.me dot me to book your free 15 minute coaching call if you're brand new that don't have a big buyer's list to be able to sell every deal out to right it's a huge need i mean when i started off i had to pay the piper mm -hmm. you For know sure. <laughs> and when you got a contract uh you know if you're starting off you got a contract i mean there's a finish line there right and um i would just say hey go find someone who who is proven, who you can trust, and uh, make that connection, right? Yep. It's a great way to move your deal, for sure. All right, man. So how, um, how did you get your first ever deal? And, and like, what was the, what kind of thought was like the mechanics of that very first deal you ever did? I always love asking this question. Right, it's an interesting question. I remember our first deal, I had construction background. My business partner was a broker at that time. And this was in 2009, so just right at the end of like, or the beginning of the end of the, of the meltdown. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and there was a guy, his, this house had been sitting vacant for so long. And uh, 
we went over there. We were like, okay, I think it's probably worth about 115, 125. And the guy said he wanted around 55 to 65. So my business partner, I'm like, well, hey, let's, let's figure out how to get this thing funded. I know I can fix it. I know you can sell it. So we ended up taking this guy to a Mexican restaurant and, you know, my business partner, I pretty relational. We, we can talk shop and just smooth for a little while. But I remember we were just eating. We were a little nervous because, uh, you know, we'd never bought a house before. Uh, and so, man, I remember we were eating enchiladas and we're like, we'll give you 55 grand. And he's like, all right, let me go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I don't know if he had to relieve himself. He came back. It's like, all right, we got a deal for 55 grand. So, man, we flipped that. I think we made about 21 grand and I was like, man, I haven't seen that money in my life. <laughs> I mean, it took five months to sell that house, but we had still made some good money mm-hmm. and uh, man, we just, we just laugh <laughs> about that deal. It, it was funny. Yeah. Or my first check that we got was for $7,500 and my next check was for 16,500 or something like that. I've never seen that kind of money in my life too. It's just one of those, Great. One of the greatest feelings in the world is getting that first check, man. Right. I, I, and here's what I, oh, I want to challenge your, your, the people who, you know, if you're working a steady nine to five, let's just say you make $25 an hour, right? It's just steady. It's consistent. And I get it. And, uh, you know, but where does the point where you begin to dream, right? You always dream about winning the lottery or having a huge windfall. And I notice a lot of the people that I hang out with, they're like, you know, I got to save for like three or four months. And I'm like, I, that, you know, all I need to do is one deal. That'll pay for that. Like I'm done. Right. <laughs> and so there's something really cool about real estate and windfalls. And so uh, I just encourage every single one of you guys keep at it. Right. Keep at it. If it looks dark, keep going and boom, you'll get a check for 17 grand and Hey, that was half of last year's salary. So keep at it. Absolutely, man. So you talked about hiring people. Was that, would you say that was your turning point in the business or was was there something bigger that like really catapulted you guys to the next level? Oh, great question. Um, I think one, it's, it's one mindset and any coach is going to challenge a mindset uh, but I think number one, it's always uh, fundamentally, it's a mindset. Anyone, I'm sure your listeners listen to Tony Robbins and I, I listen to a decent amount, but he's got this deal where it's like most problems, right? It's 90% of the time it's a mindset issue, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't know what we don't know. And there's some fear and we just, we just don't know how to think bigger, right? We're willing to risk, but we're timid. And so for us, it was like, hey, how are we getting in our own way, right? All of us want to get bigger. Everyone wants a 10x everything. But fundamentally, what does that setup look like, you know? And so for us, it was unsolicited feedback, getting around people who have been there and done that, proven and said, hey, you guys are acting like such and such or you're just not thinking big enough, right? Because we all have blind spots and, uh, you know, here's the deal. Here's the takeaway. If, even if you're doing five deals a year, 
10 deals a year, 25 deals a year, 50 deals a year, and you want to double where you're at, you have to be challenged to do that. You absolutely have to be challenged to do that. You just don't wake up and say, all right, I just want to go do that. Maybe, but here's the deal. You want to get faster, have someone that you know and trust give you some raw and honest feedback from a business perspective or even a personal perspective, from a psychological perspective, from a spiritual perspective. And there's things that are holding you back. And we all have it. I mean, just everybody's got it, right? Everyone had a stumble towards growth and scalability and, and financial success. But if you want to get there quicker, my deal is have someone challenge you. And so for us, it was peeling what we thought was our identity in our business where we had to be the genius and we had to control everything. And it's like, you know what? Hey, it's business structure. It's hiring the right people. It's making calculated risk and having people, empowering people, emancipating people to say, you know what? You figure it out. Hey, they put people on the moon, right? There's people are capable. You're not the genius, right? Hire big, right? So I'd say that was ours, Greg. Okay. I love it. So what's the one biggest thing that you know now, Scott, that you wish you knew when you first started in this business? Cash is king, man. Okay. Cash is king. Expand so, upon that a little bit. Right. So here's the deal. Uh, when we first start off, you know, we're looking to obviously get started. And out of all the deals, here's what I would say, or here's what I call fundamentals of a deal, right? You need the opportunity, right? Meaning I'll put this in the housing situation, right? Maybe you're the person you're just like, man, I find deals. That's just what I do. There's an opportunity. There's a great deal over there. There's a house, right? That's the first part. Number two, someone's got to have the experience somewhere to know what to do with that house. Whether you're going to rehab it, you're going to buy and hold it, you're going to, you know, unload it, wholesale it, whatever. You need someone with some experience to get in and know what to do. And third, there's some cash involved with all of this, right? That, you know, maybe you need a private lender, you need some hard money. And you know what the hardest one out of all of those is? Is the cash aspect. It really is. There's so many people who have deals. I mean, how many GC and contractors are there? There's so many. Millions. Millions. You know, you want a painter, you'll have about 500 show up at your door next, the next day. Yep. But what about the cash situation, right? And I'm not talking about hard money or private lending. I'm talking about, hey, getting your own cash, putting it in the bank. And so for us, when we wholesale houses, you know, it's like, okay, you want to wholesale it or you want to hold it, right? And so we, the analogy we use is slaughter the cow versus milk the cow. And there's a timing for both, right? Sure. And so uh, for us, you know, if you don't have cash in the bank, I mean, it is really tough to operate. You know, what happens if someone said, hey, I've got a deal and it's 30 cents on the dollar. I want to sell you this house for 30000 but you ain't got no cash. You're stuck. <laughs> yeah, you're really stuck. Or what about like, hey, I want to make a calculated risk in my business. Cash, right? Mm-hmm. Or I want to be debt free, right? Like, hey, start saving that cash. So the thing that I always say is, man, start saving cash, okay? 
not to strategically invest. I mean, there's a time for that, but park 50, $100,000 in your bank and learn to know I want to be a saver first. And when there's an opportunity, I'm going to use my own cash. Now, you know, Warren Buffett, one of the best investors right out there, what's he say? You buy when there's blood in the streets. Yep. Right. Well, where are you going to get that cash? Uh, I don't, that's a great question. Where are you going to get that cash when there's blood in the streets? And fundamentally one, if you're a control freak, hopefully you got it in your bank account or you have some strategic relationships to have access to cash. So that would be the second thing I would say is your own cash first. Second is find people that have cash and you build a trust relationship with them. Absolutely. It's great. Good advice, man. Very good advice. You're, uh, what I like the best of what you just said was the calculated risk in your business. Because if you don't have the cash to play with that you can afford to lose to take the, take the risk, I'm sure that let's go, going back to the whole uh, advertising on the radio, that had to be a pretty big risk because that's not something that I would say 95% of real estate wholesalers do. So that was a calculated risk that you guys took. But if you didn't have that cash in the bank to pull that off, you couldn't have done that, right? Right. I mean, you got to... I love it that, was dude. Right, because I had a coach, and he already knew. He knew how to set it up, and he knew what my returns should be, and he knew what the ad should be, and we got in, and we actually perfected even more than he did. You know, offer this is over two years ago. So, you know, if someone says, "Hey, Scott, teach me how to do radio," right? I mean, okay, you got cash in the bank. You know, you have basic systems in place. I could fundamentally set someone up so that they're making great money just based off a of radio because it's a copy paste situation. Now you might have to do some adjustments and some tweaks, but fundamentally I've got more than 80% of the setup for someone plug and play. Right. That's great, dude. Someone carries off the, you know, 400, $500,000 I've invested in the mistakes when someone just needs to pay, Hey, whatever a couple grand to get started. I mean, that's a great investment. <laughs> For sure. For so, sure. You know, someone that's been there, done that. That's where you carry off on. Awesome, man. Uh, so my last question for you before I let you get out of here, man, is what do you think is the most common mistakes that newbies are making when they get started in this business? Mm, great question, man. Let me chew on that for just a quick second. Sure. Um, I'd say first, one of two things. So, and I think we touched on it a little bit is, is one is really investing in yourself with some education, right? And uh, you know what? Fill your brain, you know, wherever you go, there you are and inject yourself with, there's so much resources out there, right? It's an overload of resources for sure. And so, you know, do your due diligence in your head first. And then second, you know what? It's everything. Everyone preaches this. It's all about execution and ideas, my man. I have a really good friend in Louisiana. I, you know, I, I just shared everything I knew about real estate. And that dude just went straight into action, 100%. He was a hustler. He, you know what? You got rejected. Get back up. Execute. You know what? Make a calculated risk. Go for it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. It's just get around the right people, get around the right resources, put the energy in, and freaking execute. Boom. 
That's fantastic stuff, man. One of the best interviews I've done so far, Scott. I really appreciate it, dude. Uh, any parting, any parting words for the Alliance? Man, I love it. I, Greg, I know you've got some great resources. I would just encourage everyone carve out the time, listen to the podcast, you know, the information and the gold is in there, right? It is. <laughs> you know, just go for it. Keep saturating yourself until you're bursting, until you're forced to execute. So I would just say, keep learning. It's the number one thing in this business. And even right now, it's not like I stopped learning. And Greg, I know you don't stop learning. No, These podcasts, you're picking up information. Oh, big time. Key nuggets, right? And so it's, you never just arrive ever. And so it's just constantly a stretch. It's constantly, Hey, what's the next biggest and brightest thing? I, where do I need to get challenged at? So no, there's no arrival ever, unless you've got a lot of money and you're just bored as heck. You got a couple billion. All right, park it. You deserve it. <laughs> but here's the deal. The resources are at uh, their disposal. Tear it up, tear up all your podcasts. And so that's what I got to say, my man. Awesome. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Awesome, man. And you and I, let's connect offline, brother. Absolutely. You've just listened to another Flipping Real Estate Like the Pros podcast. We'd like to thank you for putting your trust in us to be your guide in this exciting venture called real estate investing. If you want us to expand on a topic you heard here today, or you have a new question of your own, head on over to gregscoaching.youcanbook.me for a free 15-minute coaching call or you can leave your question in our Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, head on over to iTunes to review, rate, and subscribe to the show. Be sure to strengthen your own alliance by sharing this podcast. Tune in next week for another expert interview or a great topic. Till then, catch you on the flip side, Alliance.